Today's edition of the podcast is brought to you by CoachMe Plus. CoachMe Plus is the leader in athlete management software and a product that I've been lucky enough to be using for a little over a year now. Only rivaled by the impeccable customer service that Kevin and his staff provides, CoachMe Plus's ability to constantly be amoeba-like in their ability to mold and, and matriculate what you're trying to get across and bring together is, is absolutely fantastic. Their constant pursuit of better ways and better methods and, and innovations and progress to their own product is absolutely fantastic. Go over to CoachMePlus.com. Check out what they got, guys. It's, uh, it's something that I guarantee you won't be disappointed with. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Guys, today is the 100th episode, and with that, I wanted to bring in some people who I listen to most often, uh, and to kind of get, you know, their their stories out. You know, these are six shows that put out absolutely fantastic content, and have helped me as a coach, and, and really driven me to try to make this a better product for you guys. Uh, they're going to reference a bunch of different shows of their own, which I'm going to list below, but really, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk to Kier. Mike, Joel, Rob, Ron, and Robbie about their shows, you know, their favorite parts, why they do it, and all those things, guys, it, it, it really is cool, and it really is awesome, and I, and I can't thank them enough for all the great work that they do, so I hope you guys enjoy this talk as much as I did, because I thought it was really cool, so uh, let's get right to it. Joel, thanks for being part of this, bud. Let's get to it. Let's talk about some things that on the Just Fly podcast that have made you go... Mm, okay. Yeah. I yeah. Thanks for having me, Jay. I, I, man, it's a, it's an honor for me. I, I'm glad you enjoy the podcast that I do. I mean, shoot, man, I've been listening to yours for years. You you're like the grandmaster of all this. I just I'm I'm like the baby who jumped in. So the fact that that there's people out there that are influential uh, that are listening to what I do, I, I appreciate that. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Let's get to it. Yeah, man. So listen, you've had a lot of really awesome stuff. Some great content. What are the things that have made Joel think? What are the things that have made him take a step back and look at what he's doing a little different? Yeah. Uh, so the the podcast itself, uh, honestly, ever since I started doing this, I don't even know what it was that made me say, hey, I'm going to start doing this, let alone like, uh, I, I guess maybe it's the thought that you you have no idea, like everyone thinks they're going to be really big in a year, but you know, down the road, five years, you could be a lot bigger than than what you have been. And, and I've, it's, I had no idea when I started, like the quality of and the impactfulness of some of the guests I was going to have. Like originally, I was just like, "Hey, I'm just going to get some of my buddies on, and and we'll we'll wrap." And and that was great too. I mean, to be honest, even the first three, four, five guests I had were all top notch guys, and and I learned stuff from them that I honestly didn't didn't even think I would right off the bat. So it's like you have this precedence of wow, like every single person you talk to, there's going to be something that they have to offer that you probably haven't framed yourself on, on any level, let alone, uh, you know, the big names we have in, in our field. Uh, but I, I would say over the course of, I mean, shoot, it's been uh, 60 episodes now. Uh, there's been some, it's probably some big shifts that like, I'm a different coach now a year and a half later than I was when I started this thing. And, and it's like, you take these little pieces, uh, from every guest and, and there's, there's so many. Uh, but I think that, uh, across the board, like I mean, I can give you a few examples. Probably the biggest one, honestly, is just kind of digging into the the Jeff, you, Jeff, and Yosef uh, uh, field. Like, where did kind of like you learn more about that nucleus? Where did you got? Where do you guys get your information from? And, and Dr. Yesis, and just seeing how Jeff particularly goes around and uh, implements, you know, that that minimal dose. Uh, it, it fits in, um, and a lot of my guests have talked about that, you know, but, but being an explorer with, with you and Jeff and Yosef and talk to you guys, that's kind of been a big shift for me just in the way I, I think even about weight room dosage, you know, you're a, you're a strength coach, it's your full-time job. I want to, you know, go ham in this hour. Like this is my ownership time, but at the same time, it's like, okay, wait, <laughs> maybe I don't, you know, maybe let's, let's scale it back and actually look at the bigger picture and what other people have been doing. So, uh, that's been one. Uh, I would say, you know, cr cross talking just with different speed, uh, speed and sprint coaches. That's always a big, that's always a big thing. Uh, you just kind of learn 
I think you learn that you, we tend to look at someone who's getting someone really fast and think like there's this one way to do it. Like there's this the one system that gets athletes really fast, but you learn that different coaches have kind of different routes that get them to that land. And, you know, we, we all want to know, oh, what's this, what's this athlete's training program? This guy ran really fast, you know, like he must have the, the key, but there's, there's a few different ways to do it. Like there's different, there's a, and they, that lead athletes to that, that realm. Uh, so that's been, that's been cool for me too. Uh, and then just, I mean, just, I, I mean, I have certainly have anecdotes across, uh, uh, memorable episodes and things like that. But I, I think the, I mean, that, that's, um, that's been kind of a general one. And, and then in, in the individual episodes, I obviously learn a lot as well. Yeah. Now the just fly sports theme, when it comes to the vertical jump and the, the track athletics aspect of it, You've had some rock stars when it comes to the athletics realm, you know, and, and one I never would have known of if it wasn't for yours, which is weird because Cal and I are so tight and that's Chris. And I think he's one of the guys that I've had on where I've been like, huh, this guy's got a, he's got something going here and he's doing it real different. And I, I dig it. Um, so, yeah, kudos to that, man, because I'd have no idea who he was if it wasn't for your show. And uh, and, and, and people are probably going to hear a little bit more about Chris through uh, the CVASP outlets, too, here probably sometime around next July. Um, hint, 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 star, star, star. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, no. Joel, that that's awesome stuff, man, and and keep up the good work. I love the show. You guys are you're killing it, and huge shout out to Chris for what he's doing, helping you out with it. Um, he's helping us out with the community that we're building. So yeah, man, keep it up. I really, it's awesome stuff. There's freaking gold in all sixty plus of those episodes. Uh, we're linking it below. So if there's people who are watching ours and 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 haven't been part of the just fly sports community yet it's uh it's something i can't recommend enough yeah well thanks i I appreciate it i again it's it's humbling on my end i mean it's 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 amazing when you have a microphone and a recording and and the people who are willing to give you their time and expertise i mean legends and i'm like who you know who am i i'm just uh you know, guy in his early 30s with a microphone and and a, a website in the people just the quality and, and the wealth of information you get it's it's just so humbling with people are so willing and it's that's it to me it just speaks so well of uh i guess our ability to push the field forward and how willing these people are to give back so yeah it's been been a great experience yeah man we'll keep it going bro it was, uh, i'm loving it and like i said we'll keep passing that information on so thank you very much for all you're doing and uh, we'll be in touch soon brother all right, thanks, Jay. Yeah, man. Kier, your favorite moments from the Rugby Strength Coach podcast are? Well, it's just come into my head. A very close second was the episode that we did together when I reminded you at about 5 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon that we had a podcast scheduled and you were several ales deep. <laughs> 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 Which, it was a good catch-up, but... Um, I think one thing that kind of stood out on mine was uh, an episode I did with James Smith, who goes by The Thinker. Um, as you know, he ruffles some feathers, and the episode that we did kind of had that effect on a lot of people, and it was, to me, quite thought-provoking. So get into that a little bit. One, why did it ruffle feathers? And two, what did it provoke in your head? Well, the way that James titled it was it was Death of Strength and Conditioning, and you know, he, he will go into more detail. If you listen to the episode, it's basically, it was, it was a big conversation about all the things that are wrong with strength and conditioning. And, you know, to me, it kind of boils down to this, which is once you accept that all forms of force production work have an element of skill to them, motor learning, uh, once you accept that all forms of sport practice, tactical and technical training have physical effects, you realize that there's no clear dividing line between sport coach, strength and conditioning coach, uh, sports psychologists, all, all these different terms. And if you exist in a silo, what you do as a coach is going to have unseen effects on what other coaches do. So the sooner we can do away with those titles 
and have a, a global management of the training load or the, the training process as an athlete, hopefully the sooner we can accelerate the performance of uh, athletes. Now, you and I have spoken at length about that, where the issue with the model that James has proposed is that you're a, a head of performance basically telling the head sport coach what to do and they have to answer to you, which in the current culture is not going to happen. So I think he's absolutely right in you know, the absolute truth of it, but in order to make it work, we're probably going to have to learn to work together better as, as individuals within a team, but also try and expand our understanding of, of how each one another works in a team and try and collaborate better together. Because you know, I can tell you from my own experience, as I've tried to do that and push myself, so, so for example, um, start to talk about technique when we do certain conditioning work in, in grappling and rugby, you can see people start to look and think, hang on, he's doing my job. Whereas I think if, if we can all understand what what we're doing together, it, it it's going to only benefit the athletes. No, and I, I think that, again, like his thought behind it is, is, like you said, is pretty much dead on. The problem with it, though, is his approach in it might be a little drastic for like a quick change. I think mm. that your example is really a strong one in that the biggest problem I see is that people get worried because of money. Like, if I'm doing something that you deem is what you're supposed to do, now all of a sudden you have a problem with me because you think I'm trying to steal your job. As opposed to taking a step back and everybody collaborating and discussing this stuff and even having greater input from everyone in each part, including the athlete themselves, I think a lot of those things could be maybe not eliminated, but the, the aftertaste could be watered down at least a bit. Man, you, you, you're touching on another big issue for me, which is basically people trying to justify their existence. And I think, yeah, I think I put it out like a post the other day, which is like people are more interested in winning arguments than winning the gold medal or winning the championship. Too busy trying to tell coaches that have won X amount of championships why the science says they're wrong rather than trying to figure out what they're doing right trying to demonstrate that certain tests have improved when they actually bear no relevance whatsoever to the actual outcome of the sport, all that kind of stuff. So absolutely. I think we, we need to uh, worry about the important stuff, which is performance. Mm-hmm. And um, too often strength coaches, they don't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't. And, and I don't think it's just us. I think a lot of uh, like, Different professionals look at it as it's like, oh, we must do. And it's like, no, like we must win. And, you know, maybe as weird as it sounds, maybe like all the stuff that we know works, like for one kid might not be the best thing because they're either going to fight it or you're going to have to, and that fight's going to change the culture of the team or whatever. Like the, the flexibility and the ability to communicate and take a step back and, I don't know, like martyr yourself to, to be able to give them what they yeah. need, not what they can handle, is really something that, like, we all talk about it, but I don't think it happens all that often. It's, you know, like people say, like, forgiveness is a great idea until you have to forgive someone. So is saying performance means everything to me until you have to take the hit. Because they don't like it. They've got more important things to do in their, their whole program of athletic development. Uh, the coach wants different things. And, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Sometimes you do have to take that small hit to, to advance the program as a whole. And that comes into global load management. You know, for example, I've got a kid on my uh, team, ran 10-8 as a, as a teenager, national Catholic junior champion. Does he need to do more work with me? Because he took up rugby at the age of 22? Probably not. He needs to get on the rugby field and become a better rugby player. You know, from what I do, he's probably the finished article. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're the, the athlete champion, I mean, it's you're the best athlete in the country. <laughs> you're, you're probably a good athlete, yeah. You're, you're probably already good. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And it's like, 
again, like we look at a lot of these things, and if it is global management and you want to be part of that, if you know the coach isn't going to back down because of whatever reason, isn't it our responsibility too? For sure. And, you know, I think James has, has realized that as well. And he's, he's kind of said that culture has to be top down. So when he talks about this, he's talking about an organizational level as well. Like literally, it, it almost has to start with the owner. If it's a professional club or the board of directors or if a university, start with the athletic director so that you can put the people in place to, to affect that kind of change because organization-wide change is not really going to be bottom up. Bottom up. Yeah. It could be top down and bottom up at the same time, but it's never just going to be bottom up. Yeah, no, you're, uh, you're, you're never going to put someone in a position of enough authority to be able to affect that change. Hundred percent, especially when the people above them make twenty times as much money as they do. Good old uh, American uh, income inequality. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but that's really where it is everywhere. I mean, you know, managers in football wait way more than their freaking performance directors, so it's... True. You know, it just is what it is. And, you know, for all the uh, for all the influence that some performance staff are able to have on the outcome, that's probably justified. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we all know uh, guys that do great jobs and their, their teams still suck, and we all know great teams where the performance people still are living. Yep, 100%. Well, listen, man, that's the talk we're going to link below. Absolutely awesome. Stoked to have you on, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. We'll be in touch soon, bud. All right. All right. Mike, thanks for being part of this, bro. I'm stoked to hear what your favorite parts of your show have been. Yeah. So, you know, I mean – I don't know where you're at. I know you're cranking them out left and right. I think today I just posted number 89. Mm-hmm. So cranking through. Um, and I kind of put this number in my head. I said when I got to 100, that's when I was going to reevaluate. So hopefully it continues. I feel like I'm on a good roll now. But, you know, there's one or two that, that really stood out. And it's hard, right? It's like picking a, your favorite kid. You know, because like each one you like love it for a different reason or you connect with a different person. Um, but one that that immediately comes to mind and part of it is the story behind this. Right. So you and I both know Buddy Morris. Right. And we both know that that Buddy has like this monologue that he can go through at any point in time and tell us exactly the exact same steps. Right. So. First off, when I tell Buddy I want to interview him, he's like, yeah, I'm on. I definitely want to do it. Um, And I tell him, oh, we're going to do it via Skype. He's like, what's Skype? So literally, he doesn't know what (laughs) Skype is, right? So, But he's got a guy. He's got, like, his guy that's going to help set it up. Anthony. And I tell – yeah, Anthony. And I tell, (laughs) you know, Buddy, I'm like, look, we don't do – I don't use the video because it slows things down, at least on my end. So I don't want to use video. And so immediately he's like, well, I I, got to use video because I want to see it. Okay, so we'll do video. So keep in mind, as I'm going, I call Buddy, and can you see me? Yeah, it's all good. And then Buddy says, okay, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. And so I start looking at my questions, and there is no question. I don't get to ask a question. I'm not kidding. For an hour and 10 minutes, Jay, it's Buddy monologuing. Listen to the show. (laughs) An hour and 10 minutes. And then he's like, oh, did you have anything you want to ask? I'm like, I've got a whole sheet of questions here that I was going to ask. He's like, well, ask one. I start to ask, he doesn't even let me finish the question, it's about energy systems, and he starts going again. So that's the show. Now, here's what's really interesting, like, because we both know Buddy, so we can laugh about that. But the coolest thing about this was, the sound quality in that show is awful. Because I told, like, I don't know if it was the internet or where I recorded it, but it's super choppy. And keep in mind, like, it was so choppy, I sent it to somebody else to edit it. Like a professional, like, audio-visual guy, I'm like, I don't know if you can salvage this, but please try. And it was to the point where I wasn't going to post it because it was the audio was that bad. And, and I was just like, you know what? This is so good. I'm going to put it out anyways. And it's still to this day the most popular podcast I've dropped. And it was number 12, you know, because, I mean, it's Buddy. Just being Buddy and F-bombs and monologues mm-hmm. and, I mean, just downloading his thought process, his thesis on physical preparation. So I'd say that was one. And then I'll tell you one other one that totally caught me off guard. Um, I don't know if you've ever spoke to or talked, 
uh, to John Welburn, the guy from Power Athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think nine or ten years in the NFL, um, he did. I think he like was the guy that started CrossFit football, and he reached out to me, and I was a little skeptical because I didn't know a ton about him. And I tell you what, John has one of the most captivating podcasts. He's incredibly easy to talk to. He's obviously very charismatic. And if you listen to the show, again, it's the longest podcast I've done. I think it's an hour and 45 minutes. Generally, I shoot for 45 minutes, maybe an hour, hour and 15 tops. And this is an hour and 45 minutes. And probably the last 20 or 30 minutes are just he and I talking about football. Because I was a huge Colts fan. Um, obviously he played for the chiefs, so they used to go head to head. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this one Epic battle and it's funny cause I remember watching the game. Obviously he played in the game. So he's literally walking me through, you know, what happened in the game, like all these details. So that was one of those where, you know, buddy, you expect to just be amazing. And he was, this is a guy I didn't really know, but just so well-spoken, so charismatic, did a great job representing himself in a very, very intelligent guy that has thought about the training process. And you don't always see that with athletes at that level, right? A lot of them are just, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. This is a guy that, you know, like explored the training side of things that was interested that, that spent time kind of refining the craft himself. So I think he was just a really great interview as well. So, you know, those were two shows that really stood out in my mind for totally different reasons, but that kind of, you know, kind of helps symbolize what makes the show unique. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, man. You've got one show that I've probably listened to now. If if it hasn't been ten times, it's close, and that's the one, the interview with Chris. Oh, Chris Chase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the breakdown of the exercises and all of that, because like before, I had ever heard him talk. I mean, he was obviously he was on the West Coast. Yep. Forever. So it's never yep. a guy that I would have crossed paths with. Yep. But I'd seen his Instagram and I'm like, this yep. guy does a lot of stuff, you know, and it yep. seems pretty tracky, you know, yep. kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. But they're doing well in basketball and he's yep. doing something right if KK is reaching out to him. Right. Right. Um, but then when I heard that, I was like, holy mackerel. Yeah. Like, this cat's got it together. Like, this yes. is really good. So that was yeah. one of those, like, even more so than a I-need-to-look-at-how-I'm-doing-things event, that yeah. was a, like, a, that was, like, a, another spot where it's, like, this is a coach that, like, this dude yeah. gets it. Yes. And I think yes. that position for him at Memphis is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's the position I think most guys that really want to train want to be at. Right, your top tier yes. guys—that's management, right? And, and that's a different ball game, and that's fine. You know, Mike Conley, you're making thirty million dollars. You need to manage that dude. But these guys that want to break into the roster and start getting rotation level minutes—that's a fun job to be in. So, can I just talk about Chris 100%. real quick? So, what's really interesting is Chris and Ryan Horn are both two guys that I'd never talked to prior to the show. You'd be shocked. Maybe about half these guys I've never talked to until the show. So I got to do some homework, and a lot of it depends on them. Right. Like if they're well spoken, if they've got kind of, you know, a well organized thought process, it's going to be a good show. And so Chris and Ryan both gave so much information. Right. Like to a T, like this is how we do it. I mean, Chris's transparency at that level. There's a lot of teams and a lot of clubs. I can't talk to guys. I physically I can't mm-hmm. call them. I can't do a podcast with them because that's their right. Right. So. Chris to give me that level of information in literally 20 to 25 minutes, breaking down set by set, rep by rep, exercise by exercise, how they run their program, that transparency blew me away. And I, I told people this at the, the summit a couple weeks ago. Chris and Ryan, without knowing it, got themselves speaking gigs because of their podcasts. Uh-huh. They were that good in those podcasts. I was like, if they're that good in this environment where they can't see me and they can't see or interact with somebody, they've got to be fire when I get them on stage. So that's literally how I picked those two guys. You know, like it went from, I respect your work and I followed you to, you just crushed it on this podcast. You gave away the farm. Now I want to bring you here because I want to learn more from you myself. And I know the people that, you know, kind of support me and support RTS, IFAST, they want to learn more from you too. So just a little anecdote there, but 
I mean, those guys just did such an amazing job on the show. Without knowing it, it got them a paycheck as well in the end. So, Yeah, well, I can't tell you how many people I've had on the show that had been ended up being speakers too, and it's like, yep. it's pretty crazy like how that happens. It's almost like, uh, it's not fair to call it a tryout because it's not like you, you're trying everybody out. But when no. all of a sudden you get hit in the face with a right hook, you're like, yeah. whoa, we got to bring yeah. this dude or this this woman in and we need to get yeah. more from these people because this is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you said, it's not necessarily a tryout, but it just if, if you don't know about somebody and you ask them to speak, you're kind of taking a flyer on somebody, you know, because somebody can sound brilliant on paper or they could have coached the best people, but you don't know how they'll present mm-hmm. versus in this environment, if somebody can talk. If they can rap to you, again, without maybe having the, the interaction that you get from working in a live audience, if they can be successful in a podcast environment, they're probably going to be pretty successful in a live environment talking to people. No doubt. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for being part of this, for all the content you're putting out, helping push the you know the profession forward, you know the event you guys are hosting out there in Naptown, everything you guys are doing. You know, Keep up the great work, brother. We're... Uh, we're rooting for everything you guys do and, and are really, really happy to, to have the relationship we do because uh, you guys are killing it, man. So thank you for everything you're doing. Keep up the great work, buddy, and, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Hey, man. Thanks, Jay, and you do the same. I love your work, man. Appreciate it, brother. All right. All right, man. Rob, thanks a bunch, man, for being with us with this project, dude. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's a pleasure, mate. Any time for you. Any time for you, Jay. Yeah. So listen, man. The the Pacey Performance Podcast is is a regular of mine, and one of the reasons yeah. why I got into this. So let's talk about any aha moments. Anything that mm-hmm. you like a favorite episode that Rob has from his show. Favorite episodes. There's definitely a couple, and there's um. There's a couple of little lessons that I, I've taught, not lessons, but things that I've kind of um, taken from, not necessarily the episode, but how people have kind of conducted themselves in the build-up to these episodes. And, and and I'll give you, well, two examples. One being Mike McGuigan, who was over recently at the UKCA, um, and the second being Ben Rosenblatt. So Mike was on early doors, uh, I don't know, um, 10 or something like that episode 10 and then ben rosenblatt a little bit before and the reason i picked them two guys out is so the the, the setup that i that i normally have uh, pre-podcast is to send some discussion points over as i'm sure everyone does so the kind of the guest knows what's coming before we uh, before we hit record but them two guys just said let's do whatever let's do whatever i'm happy to go with whatever where you get where sometimes I'm uh, like I'm the I'm the same. I want to know what's coming, but them two guys were so confident in what they were going to talk about that they were just happy to roll. And to be fair, I don't think Ben actually even read my email. He was just ready to rock, ready to roll. He was happy with anything I threw it in because he, he he was just he's just confident in in what he's what he's talking about. And they're they're the two that I I really kind of appreciated just their kind of honesty and and Ben both of the guys especially Ben if you didn't know I don't know like I'm I'm happy to you you need to ask someone else that because I'm not the expert in that area and they were two really kind of standout episodes for me just in that in that how they've conducted themselves so I'll go for Mike and Ben that's awesome so if there's been (laughs) any when you've been rolling that something's been like wow that's like some some interesting or different or Mm -hmm controversial the word i don't know like something that made you just go like or take a step back and be like hmm Mm -hmm. i wonder if maybe we're doing some things wrong yeah um one that i think it was the first one i did with brett bartholomew so brett's been on a couple of times um and for this exact reason and and the thing that we chatted about again i think it's in the first one was was coach health and it was the kind of it was the first time i'd really discussed it uh, and I know not saying that that was the kind of the breakthrough episode, but I know it's been discussed quite a few times since, um, especially with Brett. Um, and that was that definitely kind of for me made me think about not necessarily just coaches, but anyone is is how they kind of live their lives. And and uh, I'm going, going quite deep here, Jay. But, um, 
you know the, the kind of life work-life balance and and what's actually what's actually important and what we perceive other people to be doing not necessarily better than us um and and obviously we went into the, the kind of sort of whole social media side of things and again people trying to conduct themselves in a way that makes them look like they're doing 20 hours of you know 20 hours a day um in the gym and it was just a, it was a good episode to make me think about how i live my life um in and outside of of work time so yeah that was definitely a, an episode which which was a, a a turning point for me in just in general really no and i think that the one thing that brett brings to all of us mm-hmm. is just an absolutely open and honest and mm-hmm. and, and like real mm-hmm. point of view with all of that stuff and it's like there's a lot of people that I think think as though he acts that way <laughs> just when he's on stage or just when he's it's, bro that that's who he is and that's why like I mean I I love the man and I'm really mm-hmm. lucky that I've been able to spend time with him and, and call him a friend and and it's mm-hmm. he he makes me look at a lot of the things that I do like whether it be how I work with my guys or mm-hmm. whether it be how I how I am at work or outside of work. Like he, he makes me think about a lot of stuff. He's an absolutely, mm-hmm. we need more people like Brett. No, definitely. Definitely. And it was, it was one of the, the, the couple of episodes that we've got a little bit um, into it. And he's, it, I'm thinking who's, who's doing the interview in here. Cause he's started asking me questions. So it's kind of, it was, it was good. And uh, yeah. And, and that's the kind of guy he is that he wants to, you know, get other people's opinion and, and create, create discussion, basically. Um, enthusiastic discussion, which is, uh, yeah, definitely sums him up. No, a hundred percent. And I'll tell you, man, it, the one that got me into this, you know, into the podcast and into the Pacey mm-hmm. performance podcast. And, and then really thinking about how, like, like this is a really great avenue to, to <laughs> share information. Um, and, and he's on this show too, is the one you did with Kier. And, and you know, Kier's, okay. a, great, yeah, yeah. Kier's a great friend of mine. Um, yeah. and, and he's a fantastic coach. He, he shares mm-hmm. a billion things on the regular. Yeah. Um, but that talk, you know, it's because, it, you know, it got to me because his name was on it. And I was mm-hmm. like, huh. And I, I loved it, man. And I've been listening freaking to everyone since man and I, i'm truly grateful for everything you put out brother it's 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 awesome nah, i stuff. appreciate that it's appreciate a, that mate it's a fantastic resource and i i can't thank you enough for all the work and effort you put in bro it's it's really rad no nah, i appreciate that mate I love, I love doing it it's it's good to speak to people like you and people like here and brett and all of the guys just on a, on a personal level as well as a professional level just to get to know you guys and and how how mad is it that on you know within a click of a button you can speak to someone on the side of the world and have a good chat so happy days yeah I, you know it's it's crazy like literally in the last 24 hours i've talked to a guy that's in japan and now a guy <laughs> in the uk and it's like yeah exactly. we're like holy mackerel and i'm literally yeah. i'm sitting in the same spot yeah exactly yeah. and people should take advantage of that they always take advantage of that, and that was one of the that was one of the reasons why I started it, was to get to know people. And I thought that I needed to give people a a reason to speak to me by setting up a podcast. But that's not the case. Like people will talk to you, people will give up the time. There's some good guys out there that are willing to jump on a Skype and have 15 minutes just talking talking shop. Yeah, no, 100 percent, man. But and and in all honesty, the, the show is absolutely fantastic. Thank you Thanks, so much man. for continually to put out like awesome content, man. I, I can't thank you enough. And I can't thank you enough for being part of this, brother, and, and no, what you do for me. the profession. Matt, thank you so much, man, for being with us for this. Uh, excited to hear what you got. Cause you guys have done you've done, you know, three or four shows. So I'm excited <laughs> to hear like what what are some of your favorite stories from Iron Game Chalk Talk? Yeah, man. No, thanks for having me, and congrats on episode 100. That's a that's a huge milestone, and and uh, I think we're on 
230 episodes now with Iron Game Chalk Talk, which is blows my mind just because, you know, really started um, as a, you know, I got like, got let go from Tennessee. Derek Dooley got fired and we, I got like, you know, we all got let go. I was traveling around and going to um, as many different programs as I could just to, you know, just to talk shop and get into places I hadn't been and ended up, um, you know, getting expensive. So I started Skyping people and uh, I was throwing the Skypes up on, my website as a YouTube video and uh, I get a call from Mike Boyle one day and he's like, you know, you should really turn these into a podcast. And I was like, great coach, you know, what, what, what the hell is a podcast? And, <laughs> um, and so he kind of told me what it was and I went down that rabbit hole and Anthony Renner was real instrumental in helping me get it going as a podcast. And, um, you know, going into the, you know, year five now, I've been doing this for five years, you know, pretty much a weekly episode. There's a couple of years there where, you know, I had some job transitions that kind of put me behind a little bit, but, um, but in five years of doing this, uh, I've grown, uh, exponentially and, uh, both as a coach, as a person and just, uh, and my network of coaches, um, it's been phenomenal. And so really, really glad that it started it and, 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 uh, I'm glad that it's been something that's impacted a lot of coaches in a positive way. Yeah, man. It, it, for real. It was the first one I started listening to. Like, uh, uh, I, that's where I started podcasting. And I was like, what is this all about? I'm like, wait a minute. I can listen to coaches talk about what they're doing and it's free. Try it. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> like, Done. So. It, and it's awesome. So yeah, man. Like you've had you've had some awesome shows, like a lot of like really really cool moments, like a lot that have made me question myself. So what have sure. been like some of your favorite discussions you've had? Yeah, I mean it's like picking a favorite kid. You know, it's hard yeah. to pick a favorite, and you know, especially with um, two hundred thirty episodes. But you know, I think here's what I've learned in in. 200 and something episodes is every time that I've gone outside of my comfort zone and reached out to coaches that maybe, or, or authors or people that are, are innovators. Um, I've really, I've really grown as a person, you know, and I, I, you would go into it. It's like you got your core group and, you know, at the time, five years ago, you know, that was pretty much only college and NFL strength coaches. That was kind of my core group of people that I had interacted with. And so, I'd never reached out to, you know, Joe Decina, the creator of Spartan or, you know, um, you know, just had uh, Andy Galpin on, you know, who helped write Unplugged just recently, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, and every time that I've done that and reached out, not just in the U.S., but then uh, opened it up overseas, uh, I've grown so much as a coach and as a person. And so um, I think that's my biggest takeaway is, is, um, you know, knowing they can to, to not have a, a core group that you can learn from anybody and everybody, um, you, you know, whether it was Hank crying off with, you know, that you had introduced me to, or, um, you know, um, Louis Simmons was a great story, a great, great, uh, episode or buddy Morris. Um, you know, my favorite probably of all, of all the episodes was, was probably Ken Manning. Um, his episode, he's just a guy that, you know, I wrote in my book even before I had him on the show and I, I told him on the show that, you know, I wanted to wait. I think he was like episode maybe almost 200 or something. Um, cause I wanted to make sure that he was proud of it before I came on before I had him on. And he's a guy that I've always kind of looked up to both in the profession, uh, just how he carries himself, wrote my book that I wanted to be him when I grew up, you know, and, um, and he never, he didn't disappoint, man. It was, I think it was bloody knuckles and calloused hands was the title of the episode. And, you know, just how he's been able to survive multiple decades in, in a profession, um, how he's been focused on making an impact on his athletes, um, both on and off the field was, uh, was incredible. And, and, um, and he just had every bit of, of, uh, wisdom and tidbits in there that you could take. I mean, I wrote like 10 pages of notes. Yeah, no, that was an awesome episode. And I would say two of my favorites that you've had. I thought Eric Corum's was amazing. He did a great, yeah. And 
you know what? I gotta, I gotta do it, man. Our boy Matt Jennings <laughs> from Xavier. I mean, the the fact that you got him on the show, first of all, was like Matt Jennings is doing a podcast. This is awesome. <laughs> but like, you know, it was it was Jennings. Like it was it was Matt talking, and it was like it was just him. And I I loved that. I I give him a hard time about it. Um, uh, Matt and I were, were interns together, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's uh, I mean, obviously they're just killing it in Cincinnati. Yeah, um, no, he does a great, fantastic job. Yeah, but yeah. I I loved that show. Appreciate that. Yeah, because think uh, you know what's what's wild and and something that part of the reasons why I took the new job that I have now is. You know, doing the show, and, and granted, there was other things in my life, you know, adopting kids internationally, being in NFL Europe, coaching internationally, you know, but doing the show really showed me that how small the world is and, you know, and, and how, um, you know, specifically as Americans, we have to do a better job of, of tapping into, you know, some, you know, countries that have, you know, over 200 years of history, you know. Uh, working with people and and um, and so I, I think that that was something that was uh, it was a big takeaway I would imagine for you too just being able to you know jump on a phone call or a Skype call like this you know and on the other side you have you know some just incredible coaches that are doing insane you know things and having a huge success all over the world oh yeah no doubt about it man and it's that's what I say, like, like, selfishly, that's where the seminar started, and that's how this has all been going, is it's like, I wanted to learn from people. I mean, like, after B kind of called me out about how bad our clinic was, it ended up being like, who do I want to learn from? And then, who do they want to learn from? Like, if I want right. to learn from you, because I think you're smarter than I am, well, if you want to learn from someone, when you think they're smarter than you, then you know, I better shut up and get that person here as fast as possible, you know? <laughs> that's right. So... <laughs> But yeah, man, and you know, and everything you're doing with play too right now, dude, is I don't know how you do it. I mean, just one event a year and, and I'm good. I don't know how <laughs> you like you got what did you say, like fifteen next year? Uh yeah. yeah. We're right at about fifteen for next year, which is um you know, which again, I mean, I think, you know, this is something that you and I have connected on through the years. Um, and just why our friendship is the way it is, is that you know, neither one of us are the smartest people in the world, you know, and I'm, I, I don't ever, at least I, definitely I'm not, you know, and, and um, I've always learned the most when I've gone straight to innovators, you know, people that are doing mm -hmm. things for the first time and creating the system, not the guys that are replicating systems, but the ones that are actually doing it and creating it and have the innovation um, and being able to sit down and talk to them, you know, face to face or listen to them, you know, in a, in a lecture style. You know, I've always taken more from that than I ever did reading the book or, you know, um, you know, wh whatever other method you want to say. But, you know, I, I, to me, it was always in the, the, the practical application and being able to take that. And I don't think you get that when they, when, you know, through a book. And so clinics were huge for me and they were an instrumental in my, my development as a coach. So it was important for me that to always run a clinic, just much like you do, as part of the, the places that I've been. Um, but I did it, in a, in a, you know, I did it always as a give back to the community as well. But I mean, there was definitely, like you said, a selfish kind of motivation behind. Look, I want to find people that I want to learn from and network with. And I'm going to bring them to me, you know. And that to me, that just seems like you know the way to do things. And and you know, and what you've done a great job of is creating such a fantastic event that people want to be a part of um, not just for the, the lectures, but to be with the community and just to hang out with friends. I mean, we always say, we always talk about, I think we talked about it at dinner that night, you know, how if we all lived on the same street, we'd barbecue every single night, you know, and hang out with each other and our families would know one another. And, and unfortunately we only get to hang out with each other once or twice a year, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it's, I think it's important for coaches um, that are listening, you know, there is, you know, uh, if you would have sat back and said, okay, well, Coach McKeefer, he's got a, a podcast and Mike Boyle's got a podcast and so-and-so's got a podcast, I'm not going to start a podcast, you know, there, there's plenty of room 
in the marketplace, you know, because it's, it's all about just giving back to the community any way you can, you know, and I'm a guy that frets over every single word for me to write a book or to write an article. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to criticize and and really critique every single word. Whereas just having a conversation like we do, that's, I mean, that's natural. That's stuff that I do on a daily basis. That's not work for me. It's not, it's not something that I, you know, I ever look at and say, I'm not willing to do. And, you know, I have some pretty cool conversations just like you do where that's, it's just, you know, I'm selfish. I'm, I'm a, I'd be a selfish jerk if I, if I kept those conversations to myself, oh, yeah. you know? And, and so I think, um, starting a podcast like you did, um, and building a community of people that are, are going to, you know, that identify with you and your uniqueness and identify with your mission and, and, and goals, um, Man, it's freaking my hat's off to you and anybody else that does it just because it's it's, you know, I, I think that's the ultimate. That's that's our ultimate responsibility as coaches to, is because we didn't learn a single thing by ourselves that we have a responsibility to give back to the people that gave to us, you know, and, and however you can do that, be it a clinic, be it a podcast, be it, you know, just opening your doors to visiting coaches or whatever it may be. I think we all need to be doing that. Couldn't agree more, man. And again, appreciate all the work you're doing. Appreciate the 250 plus and the next 250 plus, brother, and, and everything you're doing with play. And it's <laughs> thanks, it's, man. It's, it's awesome, big time stuff. And we're gonna make sure Iron Games link below. We're gonna put those those four episodes in particular below, and uh, make sure that you know the schedule for the play summits are gonna be down here, so so people can make sure what, if they're anywhere near them that they get out to those because it's, uh, it's, it's big time content and it's awesome, man. And again, it's, it's about coaches helping coaches and I, I don't care what people say about all the other stuff, man, at the end of the day, like that's what all this stuff is for. So I, I appreciate everything you're doing, brother. And it's it keep, keep rolling. Cause it's, I know it's a lot and I appreciate uh, it. Likewise. Thanks, likewise. Man. And congrats to you and, uh, I'm an avid listener, so I'm, I'm ready for the next 100 as well. Appreciate it, buddy. Well, thank you so much for being part of this. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll be in touch soon. Robbie, thanks for being on with us, man. Anytime, Jay. Anytime, brother. So listen, I, your podcast is one that I listen to on the regular, one that really got me into doing all this. So I, I'm grateful for you to be part of this project here for number 100. But I want to know for Robbie Burke, what is your favorite part or story of, of running your show? I would say favorite part with the podcast is making connections with all my guests that come on. Uh, not only personal connections, but it also allows me to connect them with some of my previous guests. So, case in point, I mean, you're going to love the story. I had Gary Schoenfeld on Monday, so that episode will be coming out at some stage. Gary Schoenfeld, right? Absolute gentleman. You know who Gary is, don't you? Yeah. So he's at uh, Greater Atlanta Christian is where he's at down in Georgia. And uh, got him on. Great podcast. People love when it comes out. But I heard Gary previously on Mike Robertson's podcast, which we both listened to, Physical Preparation. Big shout out to Mike there. Which he done an unreal podcast there just lately. The one for the young coaches that you... Oh, you uh, yes. Unbelievable, wasn't it? Oh, unreal. Uh, he actually he interviewed Kier just before that too, which was which another, is great, another great show. Yeah, oh, it was unreal. Yeah. I loved what he he asked Kier about like his whole like back background story, and it was just like fucking hell, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, but uh, so Gary was on Mike Robinson's podcast, and Mike asked Gary the question, who, 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 uh, "Which coach, dead or alive, would you like to meet?" And Mike Boyle was one of the coaches he named. Said he'd really like to meet Mike Boyle. Never really had a chance. Mike's had a big influence on him. So I had him on my podcast, and then one of my questions that I've started to ask guests lately is, if you could take five people to the dinner, dead or alive, who would it be? So Gary named the fewest people, and then lo and behold, he said, do you know what, I'd really still like to have dinner or lunch with Mike Boyle. So he was like, Geez, you know, I heard you say that before, and I was like, I'm very good friends with Mike. I, would, I didn't say this to Gary, in my head I'm like, I'm very good friends with Mike Boyle. Like, I interned with Mike, I worked with Mike, I brought Mike to Ireland, like I... I I've worked on strengthcoach.com as a moderator back in the day for Mike. Uh, so I might be one of my mentors. So, I, I, uh, And lo and behold, I just happened to set up a phone call at Mike the very next day. Just a catch up. We hadn't spoken in a long time. You know, see how he's getting on. And at the end of our conversation, I said, Mike, I know you. And I, I know you, you do anything that 
for me, you know, because you're just a great guy. Like, he's just like that. I said, could you possibly do me one favor? He said, of course, what is it? I said, do you know who Gary Schoenfeld is? And he says, yeah, I've, I, I don't know him personally, but he says, I've heard him on podcasts, really like him. I said, well, Gary would love, love to, to be contacted by him, be phone or meet each other at some time. I said, if I gave him his cell phone, would you, would you call him? And he goes, absolutely, send it on. So send it on. That was Tuesday, right? I wake up Wednesday morning here in Ireland, scrolling through Facebook like you do, Gary Schoenfeld. Big part, big, not big long, but a long Facebook post. You won't believe who called me this evening as I was cleaning up my weight room today. This Boston number flashed up and I was like, who is this? Answered it, it was Mike Boyle. And he, he put this whole post down, Mike's been a huge influence, blah, blah, blah. So I sent him a little private message saying, I heard a certain Mike Boyle ringing yesterday. And he goes, oh man, I always saw much. He's like, you don't owe me anything. And then I was like, did you did you rope him into coming down to talk for you? Because uh, Gary has recently started the the is it the National High School Strength and Condition Association? I mm-hmm. think that's it. So like I was like in in the back of my mind I was like he he'll get Mike will go down and speak for him so that would be great. So like that that is like one of the highlights for the podcast. Those connections and being able to bring people together. Another one is I interviewed a guy called Chris Bernard. Yep. That podcast is actually coming out next. Chris works for Elliot Holtz in strength camp. Really really top guy. Beautiful human being. And Chris was very influenced by Cal Dietz's work. I, I don't know, maybe this is just me, uh, Jay. I'm a, I don't know. Like People always like go to me, like, how do you get these people in your podcast? Or, like, how do you get in contact with these people? I'm just like, I email them and I ask. And I just like say, do you want to talk? So, like I said to Chris, yeah. why, don't you con- why don't you contact Cal and speak to him if he's been such an influence? And he goes, yeah, and I just never really got around to it. And I was like, well, I, I know Cal just through email him on the podcast. Do you want me to introduce you guys? And he's like, absolutely. So I emailed Carlton, would it be okay to introduce you, Chris? Boom, absolutely two of them. Now they, now they got connected, you know? So it's just things like that. I, I really think that's one thing. I'm, I'm all about connections. I, I suppose I was speaking to a friend the other day, like, and he said, Jesus, you know so many people. And I was like, well, there is that saying, your net worth is your network. So, um, and I, and like, don't, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm just doing this all for me. It's not that at all. I just think that the more we can connect, the more we can share the better off everyone's going to be. Like uh, I heard Tim Ferriss say this one time too. He comes uh, at life with an abundancy mindset. I'm the exact same. You want to come and see exactly what I do with my athletes. You want all my programs. Here they all are. Like I'm not one of these like, oh, secrets. Still. Yeah, no one can no one can have them except me and I'm going to die with them and no one's ever going to know. So I'm just not like, that's just me personally. My operating system is an abundancy one. So definitely for me, my podcast is the connections, you know. So that's definitely one thing. Yeah, man. I mean, shoot, we wouldn't have had coffee in Dublin a year ago at this time if it wasn't for the show. No, oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was great. That was a great day. So it was great to meet up and, and talk shop. Yeah, and I think that it's funny, you know, that a revolving theme with most people when it comes to doing these is it's like, it's it's they're kind of synonymous. Is it's like, well, I'm having these conversations with people, and it's good. Like, I might as well just share it, like. Because that's all it really is. It's just people talking about a specific topic of training and then we're just sharing it with everyone. And then yeah. the, the, the one that kind of piggybacks it is is to develop relationships. And I think that like like the amount of connections that you make, you know, just kind of being like, who do you want to learn from? Okay. And then figuring out that like it just comes full circle and all of a sudden it's like, well, this person has never met that person. You know, and it's like, it's pretty crazy, you know, like yeah. – to, to connect, to be able to make those connections. Like, I think you would really like to meet this guy because you two have very similar thought processes. Yeah, it's just that. Uh, it's exactly that. Like, listen, like, I'm going to say, me, you, Keir, Mike Robertson, like, uh, Rob Pacey, we're, we're weirdos, right? <laughs> and what I, what, what I mean by that is, like, we just have an unquenchable thirst to just know shit. Pat Davidson, another guy, we just want to know more. Like, I just want to understand everything I can about life and optimizing human experience and performance and connecting with more human beings who are operating at that same level of thought is one way of going about that. And if I can share that information with people, all the better. Uh, and like, the only regret I have in my podcast is my audio is shit. <laughs> uh, like, I listen because I had no idea what I was doing. Like, you know, people were always like, you know, people I just... It's, I suppose nowadays see that everyone's getting really good at website design and all that. I'm like, oh, I better get this audio better because 
even though it's a free uh, resource, I, I, I'd like it to be better. And thanks to you for to telling me with some of the, the bits and pieces, you know. Um, it's definitely going to help. But uh, hopefully going forward now, I can make the production quality a little bit better. But uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's connections, really big thing. And then just being able to share that, you know, uh, information through that sort of abundancy mindset. That's been the big thing with me. And as you said, listen, without the podcast, I wouldn't know you. Uh, wouldn't have got a, got, got a chance to sit down and meet with you. I mean, there's so many other people I've met through the podcast. And I don't know about you two, but there's times probably where we all go through it. We're having a day where it's just one of those days and you're dragging a bit and maybe things aren't working out. Even though in the back of your mind, you're always like, listen, you're alive. You have a fully operating body. Nothing's gone. But we all get a little bit down sometimes. And then, lo and behold, a little Facebook messages can come through and go, here, I listen to your podcast. I just want to say I really appreciate your work. And then that kind of picks you up again. You're like, you know what? Life is good. When you get little messages like that, they're well worth it. No doubt about it, man. You know, and I think that that's hilarious. Like the points that you bring it up, like with the production and all this and that. It's like, I think a lot of people make the mistake that like the seven of us or six of us that are on the show, this show today, like people are making like all this money or like doing all this crazy stuff. Like, man, I'm I'm on Skype recorder with my iPhone earbuds, yeah. rapping with a guy. So I'm going to talk to a guy from Japan, two guys from the Isles, a, a guy who's in Tennessee, and a guy who's in Indianapolis. And it's like, and we're going to do this in 24 hours. Yeah. Like, it's wild, man. Like, there's no way to, like, not connect with people anymore. And if you're going to connect with people and, and people are cool with sharing information, like, why not share it with everybody? Well, one thing I will say before we wrap up in my section here is that for, for people out there, it seems like everyone's doing a podcast now, but for people out there who are thinking about doing one and 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 they're getting held back by the thing of, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. Listen, I am not tech savvy whatsoever. But one great saying that it was actually a former guy I used to work for, he said to me one day, and it's kind of stuck with me since, because I think a, a lot of procrastination is because of perfectionism. If it's not perfect, I won't do it. But he said a very powerful statement to me one day. He's like, don't let per- perfection get in the way of progress. He's like, just start. So like, I, I could look back now and be like, Jesus, I'm 120 odd episodes into my podcast. And it's only now I'm starting to realize like this little trick here would have improved my audio quality, like whatever, by 50% or whatever, put an arbitrary percentage out there. But like, I could look back and go, shit, all those 120 episodes weren't worth it at all. Like they're they're not great, you know. You could get that mindset. Oh, like I'll just start. I'll just start all over again. It's like no, like that was part of the evolution. Your podcast will only grow and get better now from it. And um, so basically, what I'm saying is, listen, don't let perfection get in the way of, of progress. Start your podcast if you want to start. It's going to benefit everyone. Like I hear some people saying, oh, everyone has a podcast out now, and like they see it as a bad thing. I'm like, oh, the better, more information. I wouldn't know who Chris Corfus was if Joel Smith hadn't a podcast. That's two of us. Yeah, I wouldn't know who Dan Fitcher was either. I wouldn't know. Uh, I wouldn't heard a great podcast there with uh, Tony uh, Tony uh, Strudwick off James um, off um, James Darley's uh, podcast, the Historic Performance. Uh, Tony worked with Man United. I know, I knew of him, but never heard him interviewed. Absolute pure irony. I'm currently doing a college assignment for my masters on a paper by a guy. Uh, it's Paul Comfort's lead author, but the third author in it is a guy called. Philip Graham Smith. Never heard about this fellow before. Biomechanist works in Aspire Academy. Lo and behold, Rob Pacey's latest guest, Philip Graham Smith. All about biomechanics. And it's just like, there you go. And that and, and the interview really helped my assignment because I got more information. I got the contact field then as well through that. So like I'm all about listen, more podcasts for me personally, the better. Like I don't think it's diluting anything. So for anyone listening out there who's like, I think I I would have genuine now, like don't start a podcast and be just on talking about crap. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you honestly think that you have connections and could bring people, or there's something interesting, like, and you think that you can add value, I think that's one thing I've read a lot on this year lately, Jay, is about trying to make sure you're adding value. Because the more value you can add, the more you can give away, the more uh, reposity you're going to get back. So, but listen, what I'm trying to say is, if you think that you have a, 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 a you've got potential in starting a podcast that could add value to people's lives go for it and don't let perfection get in the way of progress you know don't be like oh but i don't know how to do audio i don't know how to like do this to that watch a few youtube clips it's easy peasy lemon squeezy 
and just get to it. And you'll get better as you go along. Like even Joel Smith like told me, I spoke to Joel, and if you listen to some of Joel's earlier ones, like his pocket, his audio wasn't as good as it is now because now he, he bought a mixer and he got a good mic and stuff like that, you know. So I'm currently my my mic is on the way. So oh well, well I better pick my game up because I'm still rocking the iPhone, the Skype recorder, and iMovie. Like that's how I do it, and it's like there's a secret, yo. <laughs> there, there it is, you know. And I and for people that also sit there and say, well, I don't have time to do it. I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, everybody has downtime, and if you want to do it, that's when you get ahead. And I think all of us, like, probably binge record a few times during the year to try to get ahead because you know, like, like I know I, that I, I, do, yeah. I know that if I get to mid October and basketball practice starts before games, I better have like six in the tank. Otherwise, yeah, it ain't gonna happen. Mike, I don't know. Mike Robinson will say the same thing when he's on, but he said out there in a podcast lately that he's like. Like in like he was talking about work life balance, really good uh, section he had there in his podcast, and he's yeah, like, right "This really good." He was like saying, "He's like you will you will never have work life balance in the, in the micro. What you want to do is to have it in the macro." And he gave the example of like when it's like I think November, December, and January. That's big off time for the soccer guys. And he's like, "My podcast and my blogs aren't as." Uh, like I don't I don't do as many because I'm so busy. So like that's gonna happen as well. Yeah, I I do a shit ton of recording and then try and put them out over time, um as well. Like so, uh yeah, I I actually I'll tell you one thing I'll, I'll never stop uh, doing them anyway. I actually love them. So. Yeah, it's a blast, man, and it, it helps bring people together because it's just people helping people. And Robbie, I can't thank you enough for putting out awesome content and, and keeping it rolling, bro. You're you're an inspiration to me to keep going and a show I listen to all the time. One thing before I go now, my question to you, because I don't know if any of the other, if the other guys will ask, what about you and your podcast? What do you love about it? Oh, what do I love about it? I love the fact that I'll give you two stories. My number one would be my, my favorite story that anyone has given would be, I got, and I'm going to stay with the local boy, Rhett Larson, when he talked about how he got into lifting. And it was like, have you have you ever seen the movie The Sandlot? I haven't seen it, but I heard this interview with Rhett Larson. Yeah, so, but it was is like, Rhett, a, is, is, is Rhett still in China? Uh, he was in the Netherlands last I heard, but I okay. think he's going back. Um, if you're listening, Rhett, I must get you on my podcast. I really like you, bro. Yeah, no, he's awesome. And he actually grew up in Richmond. And he's like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. But he tells you the story as to how he got into lifting and like, the, when the when he talks about how like the the lifeguard noticed he was getting bigger and like he can still tell you the song that was playing in his head like yeah yeah I, yeah, yeah I still crack up listening to that because I think a lot of people have that moment and I just <laughs> love the candidness of it that that and when Keenan compared training to kale I thought that was awesome like Keenan Robinson yeah yeah you know yeah and, he. he... He's a great dude, too. Oh, dude, he's an absolute rock star. And when we were in Vegas, like, bringing together Dr. Man, Calvin, Keenan, Brett, Buddy, and Anthony, and sitting at the end of that table and just hitting record or, like, Facebook Live or whatever it was and just being like, whoa, like, Look at who's here. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, like, bringing all those guys together that are people that, like, I don't know how or if any of them really. I mean, like, everybody knew Cal. Um, but I don't know if Keenan had sat down with Brett before. Um, I know that he wanted to meet Buddy. I know that, you know, Dr. Mann really wanted to, to meet Keenan. And, like, so it was, like, one of those type of moments, like you were talking about. It was, like, that was like super special because it's like, you know, it, it was probably like what my parents would have thought of if they sat down to lunch with the Beatles. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it was like being in swimming, like Keenan is like the man. And it's like the more you look at relationships and how you build them and, and like communication, all those things, like Brett is the man. And it's like, it's Coach X. You know, it, it, it was just like before we hopped online about that dinner I was telling you that we had in, yeah. in James Cheryl's house in Phoenix. Uh, like that dinner is legendary now, but it was the same. Like I was just sitting there going, 
Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like all of this because of, you know, the seminar and the and the podcast, like being able to reach out and talk to people and like it's really so, cool. That's great. I know this this is we'll cut it because you're gonna keep this short, but last thing is that I did an interview with Cam, Cam Josh, who uh, who works, who runs uh, DeFranco facility, and on the uh, on their podcast that will come out soon enough as well. We were saying like uh, the two of us are going to make a pact that for 2018 we have to get to your seminar. Fantastic, man! because yeah, he he said something like he said I really want to get out to Jada Mayo's seminar, and I said I tell you what. If you make the effort to go, I said that'll be my one thing for next year. If I save the money and get get, get it out there, so because it's definitely something I want to get out to. Well, hopefully it's a little easier for you to get up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, um, we, won't, we won't stand in yet. But no, Robbie, I I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us, man, and, and all the work that you do to to help just provide a, a great free resource to coaches. It's uh, it's greatly appreciated, brother. Thank you so much. Same with you, man. I tell you. Every Saturday, Sunday morning, I re- I get my iPod. This is my phone. Now. I get my iPod and I just I go to your podcast, Pacey's, uh, Historic Performance, uh, like and then other other ones I go. But I always make sure I refresh those and get get them topped up and listen to them. I tell you, Kier needs to podcast more because he whenever he does, they're very good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got a lot of irons in the fire though. He's he does very a lot true. of stuff, but yeah, he man. Does. He does. Jay, thanks a million. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait for this episode to come out. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for being on. All right. All right, Robbie. We'll be in touch soon. And a huge thanks to Kier Wenham Flat, Mike Robertson, Joel Smith, Rob Pacey, Ron McKeefrey, and Robbie Burke for spending some time with us today. Guys, just awesome. And I can't thank these men enough for all the work that they do to help really drive the profession in in a positive direction, to donate their time, to help all of us become better on a daily basis. And for putting out just killer content that, that is helping. Uh, as I said before, guys, if not every, as close to as many of those as I can find are going to be linked in the notes. Check them out. And if you don't follow and haven't subscribed to all six of their shows, get on it, guys, because they're putting out fantastic information that I think is, is necessary to help keep driving the, the profession forward. So check out their stuff. And as always, guys, if you enjoyed the talk, share it through the social media outlet of your choice, please. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. Smash that like button on iTunes, Podomatic, or YouTube, and share away, guys. Again, we're just, all of us are just trying to get great information out to all the great coaches out there. So help them out. Take a listen. Subscribe. Share, 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 guys. And as always, I can't thank you enough for everything that you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.